You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Now, I have a question for you. Are you the person who typically has a literal million tabs open on your computer? Yeah, I know we're talking to you and we are about to give you some tough love today, but in a nice and loving way, again, tough love. So don't turn off this episode feeling like, oh crap, they're calling me out. We are going to help you understand why and how batch working and focusing on one task at a time is going to change your business and your life. Because let's just be honest, do you actually like bouncing from task to task, tab to tab, and constantly feeling like a chicken with your head cut off? Do you genuinely feel like you get more work done that way? Probably not. And if you think you get more work done that way, uh, you're probably wrong. I mean, I'm just going to say it straight up. The likelihood that multitasking is actually equaling more productivity in your life is very, 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 very not likely. (laughs) So batch working has completely changed business for Lindsay and myself. Now, batch working, if you don't know what it is, is taking a certain chunk of time or even days of the week and dedicating them strictly to one task and one task only. Because while it might feel productive to multitask a bunch of things throughout your workday, I can promise you it is screwing your productivity big time. So today we're diving into how to get the most out of batch working, because don't you want to work smarter and not harder? Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) So don't go anywhere, my friend. This episode is fire and we are getting started in three, two, one. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast, my friend. We're stoked for today's episode. This is a topic we're very, yeah, we're very passionate about. I feel like we say that all the time about everything, but we're just passionate people, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay. I also will say if anyone knows anything about me, you know that I am literally the biggest nerd on like productivity and time management. So yeah. I'm, a nerd. I'm, I'm trying not to like wiggle right now. Cause I'm afraid I'll lose my <laughs> mic, but I legit just want to be like dancing. I'm so excited for this show. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it's such an important topic and it's something that we both did not do at the beginning of our businesses. Oh, no. And something that we've learned over time. I'll just stop talking and get to it. Basically, we're talking (laughs) about batch working. And before we get into the three points or tips to master batch working, you might be wondering, okay, what's the big freaking deal, Lindsay, Effie, about batch working? Like, why is it so important? So I'm going to tell you, dear friend, I'm going to tell you why it's important. One, and and Effie described it and basically defined it in the intro, so I'm not going to do that. But It saves you so much time and mental energy and stress when you actually stop multitasking and focus on one task at a time. I cannot even tell you how much more productive you get if you sit down and just 
focus on one task and actually accomplish it versus trying to do one task, but then a notification pops up and then you're like, oh, let me go answer that DM real fast. Okay, cool. Oh, oh, my husband's calling me. Oh, okay, what? Yes, hello. Oh, okay, back to back to batch working my task. Okay, and now I'm writing. Okay, cool. Or doing whatever you're doing that's batch working, whatever. Um, oh, 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 dinner's ready. Okay, let me go. Okay, you get the point. It's like, it's literally, like Evie said in the intro, like a chicken with your head cut off. And I promise you, friend, multitasking is killing your productivity. So mm-hmm. that's just a little glimmer of why it's important. And we're gonna dive into more of how to master batch working because when you master it, your productivity in your business, we will completely change. It'll be so much better. So we're going to dive in right now. Yes. Let's get to it. Number one is going to be time blocking. So time blocking is where you schedule and set specific blocks of time in your months, your weeks, or your days dedicated to working on a specific task. So for example, Right now, actually, this is a horrible example, but Lindsay and I have, (laughs) as I was saying that, I was like, huh, this isn't accurate, but let me explain. Lindsay and I have Mondays set aside as our batch podcasting days. Now, I was going to be like, oh, today's a great example, but ironically, we're batching on a Thursday, which is, we've literally only ever done that like once before. (laughs) We always batch on Mondays. (laughs) We have a season coming up where we're not able to podcast for like a month, so we're just like, crushing it this week and yes. doing a lot. So that's a very specific yes. example. But normally almost like 99.5% of the time, like we are batching podcasts yes. on Monday. And we don't schedule or plan anything else on Mondays other than writing and recording for the podcast. We only accept podcast guest interviews on Mondays, no other day of the week. And that's a full day dedicated to podcasting. So on Mondays, I don't know about Lindsay and what she's able to get done, but typically for me, I'm able to get some emails, maybe a few, you know, like smaller tasks done, you know, send a a gallery or something like that. But there is nothing else big on my to-do list on Mondays other than spending the whole day on the podcast. So that's an example of a time block of a full day. Now you can time block at a large scale. So for example, every three months you batch work updating your website or, you know, every three months you batch, you know, a big goal setting slash, you know, financial review, you know, something like that, whatever. You can time block at a larger scale or you can time block at a smaller scale. So for example, this Monday, you're going to batch your blog posts. And then Wednesday, you'll batch your editing if you're a photographer. And then Friday, you're going to batch your Instagram captions for the following week, etc. You know, that goes on. And that just changes every single week. And, you know, honestly, every single day. For example, if Monday, for whatever reason, you end up having a, a client situation where you work with your client or whatever, you move that to Tuesday and, you know, sh- just shift it down and whatever. So paying attention to time blocking works on multiple different scales and it can be either a set day and time like our Mondays or our podcasting days or it can vary day to day and week to week. Yes, because when you allow your brain the ability to actually settle down and focus on one task for 60 to 90 minutes, you're actually able to knock out 10 times as much work versus when you try to bounce from task to task and your brain is trying to juggle 500 things at once. Kind of similar to the literal basket case of my example earlier where I was like, oh, dinner. Oh, all that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's really important to, you know, batch working, it comes down to time blocking in a major way and making sure you actually have that time set aside and you focus on that one thing. And the scientific studies that back up 
time blocking and batch working are just mind boggling. I literally could nerd out on those for the rest of my life. And I don't think I would get tired of it. It's just so crazy to see the productivity go from, you know, a five to a 500 because you're focused on one task at a time. I will say you can even batch work the prepping to batch work. So for example, maybe you don't know what day you want to batch all your blog posts or write all your Instagram captions or prep whatever in your business. Maybe your batch day is like Sunday evening before your work day. Like every Sunday evening, you sit down and the task of that evening or for an hour is scheduling your work day and schedule or not your work day, your work week and scheduling it very intentionally to look at either your monthly batch calendar or setting up your weekly batch calendar. Like, okay, on Monday, I always want to podcast like we do, or I always want to start doing my blog posts or writing blog posts, creating blog posts, whatever. Maybe Tuesday is a content creation day and that's where I do take photos. Um, Again, your business might be completely different, but that's just the example of using Sunday evening or it doesn't have to be Sunday evening. It could be Monday morning, whatever. Um, To sit down and like, that's your hour to batch batching. (laughs) Yep, exactly. That's a great example. I love that. I know. It's true. I do. Perfect. I used to do it on Sunday evenings and now I do it Monday mornings because I know all of Monday is spent podcasting anyways. So I just do my batch planning for the week and sometimes for the month on Monday mornings. Because of the time zone difference, I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I refuse to do an interview or start batching podcasts earlier than 7 a.m. Hawaii time, but that's 10 a.m. for Evie. So like she has an entire morning, but but like (laughs) one time we had a podcast schedule for 6 a.m. my time and I get it. Hawaii's behind the entire rest of the world. I get it. But I was just like, absolutely never again. (laughs) (laughs) Lesson learned, Lindsay. uh had a good large cup of coffee that right. podcast. Right, I'm just like not a fan of starting my work day at 6 a.m. It's just not my idea of fun, especially when it's a guest <laughs> interview. I, I digress. Okay, anyways. All right, moving so on. was, yeah, time blocking. So moving on to number two, this is a big one when it comes to batch working. Remove distractions. So batch working, in my opinion, will not work unless you remove distractions because of the human brain is literally like a chicken with our head cut off. And we are impatient people. I think, what is it like the statistic that like our, our attention span is like the length of a goldfish, like eight seconds or something. Um, it's, it's short, it's low, but basically when batch working, you need to eliminate all distractions that is humanly possible, which means phones. It means notifications. It means house tasks. Maybe it means kids. Oh, I said it. Um, <laughs> I don't mean like remove. Not that like, kids that sounds, are always. <laughs> yeah, no. That also sounded like, bad. Like if explain. I say remove kids. <laughs> yeah, and also we're not trying to say that children are always distractions either. Right. But, um, you know, they, they can be at times when you are trying to focus on a batch task. You know, they can pop in the same way, you know, your own <laughs> thoughts can pop in and be a distraction. <laughs> well, so whether that means... Like, and this is, again, if you're doing a deep work and you're in a batch working session, if you need to either remove yourself from a situation, like going to a coffee shop, which might present other distractions, like the sounds and the ambience, but maybe put on some soundproof headphones, whatever, um, or remove your kids from the situation. And I don't mean get rid of them like forever. I just mean like maybe take them outside or with a babysitter or with your spouse or whatever. That's that's a certain example. For us, like on Mondays, podcasting is pretty much the the main one task that like, I literally cannot have Eloise interrupt, especially if it's a guest interview where like, we're literally recording. If I'm on a meeting, it's a little more casual if she like comes and screams or whatever. But that's a really great example where 
on Mondays when we batch record, I have to make sure that I either have a babysitter or Andrew watching her and like taking her outside if she's a little antsy and screaming. Um, so that's just an example of like removing your kids, but we don't, can stop harping on the kid one, basically <laughs> turning off, <laughs> turning off, uh, your phone, whether that's on airplane mode or just turning it off in general, turning off your phone notification or not your phone, your computer notifications. If you're doing a task that doesn't require the internet, maybe just turn your internet Wi-Fi off completely on your phone or not. I keep seeing your phone on your computer or your phone, either way. Um, basically, it's just removing any and all distractions. And I think a big one of that is honestly social media and notifications on the internet, whether it's your phone or your computer. I think it's a really big one. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's, you know, there have been a lot of studies that show that if a distraction is within reach, even if you're trying to still focus on another task, for example, your phone is a major distraction. Uh, I think we can all pretty much agree with that, but especially if you're trying to focus on a batch task and really dive into some deep work, your phone will distract you even if you're not touching it. Even if it's just sitting on the other side of your desk or the other side of the yeah. table or something, if it's within eyesight and or within easy reach, it is going to be, your brain is going to be split trying to focus on both. So that's why I, when I'm trying to batch work and really deep work, I put my phone on silent or turn it off entirely and I put it in the opposite room. I put it like at the far side of my house, in the closet or whatever, out of my eyesight out of my mind. And as much as you're able to do that with distractions, that's prime opportunity for you to really dive into some batch work. So like yes. Lindsay was saying on your computer, turn your Wi-Fi off or at least shut off all the notifications that you can. So your attention isn't being interrupted by random dings and pings, you know, set Very <laughs> it is very annoying. <laughs> But set blockers on your web browser to limit the websites that you're allowed to go to. So, you know, for example, when you're trying to batch some blog posts, maybe you need, you know, to use your, your web browser. But if you set a blocker that eliminates Facebook from a site that you're allowed to go look at or YouTube or whatever is the most distracting to you, that's going to help you stay focused as much as possible. And then the final thing that is a distraction that a lot of people don't even necessarily think of as a distraction is your environment and your workspace around you. So having a messy workspace equals a messy concentration. So you can't focus and concentrate the way that you can in a messy environment versus a clean environment. So cleaning up your workspace as much as possible is a huge way to promote focused and intense work. Um, it's just crazy how studies have shown that we just don't have anywhere near the same focus and productivity in messy spaces. So have a corner or a space of your house or, you know, your whole house or whatever that's very clean that helps you focus. And for me, this looks like cleaning up my house just about every Sunday evening. So I, I, this is just a habit that I've gotten myself into to start my work week off. I vacuum and sweep and make sure the dishes are done and make sure everything's picked up and my bed is made and my closet's all like clean and laundry's folded and put away. And I just love listening to, you know, a book or, you know, a, a podcast or something while I'm cleaning my house on Sundays. But it's it's not just enjoyable for me to, you know, be productive on a Sunday evening and cleaning up around the house and whatnot and listening to an audiobook or whatever. But it's also a very strategic way for me to start the week focused and productive first thing on Monday morning. Mm -hmm, because then you're not like waking up to a bunch of distractions and yeah. like a bunch of just mess. I'm the same way. I usually like to 
clean up every destruction that Eloise has made, my daughter. Um, I mean, cause she pretty much destroys the house every day, whether it's toys or whatever. I like to clean that up before we go to bed every night. That way, when I'm waking up in the morning, it's like to a fresh, clean house. A few days ago, we didn't do that because we were really tired. And I woke up the next day and I was like, stress. Cause like all the toys yeah. were everywhere in the house. And it's just, it's so true that like waking up and having a clean space, if you've thought ahead to do that beforehand, is so vital just to your productivity, to your peace of mind. Um, and I think a lot of these like distraction removers, honestly, is like combating the natural tendency of the human brain to be like, like a, what's that called? Like a fly on the wall, not a fly on the wall. Like a, I'm trying to think of an analogy here. Like a, like a just, I, I keep saying chicken with your head cut off, but we are naturally intended, not intended. We're naturally, I can't even talk. What am I trying to say, Evie? Like we're naturally meant, not meant. That's not the word either. I'm trying to say like, no, but we're not, no, no, not, it's not what we're created to do. It's like what we're naturally like pulled to do is like be distracted. We're prone to to distraction. That's the word. That's the word prone. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're naturally prone to constantly be checking our phones because like we've almost created a culture where we always check our phone when we're bored or like when our brain wants a break at all. And so we almost have to eliminate and make it as easy as possible to not do those things. So putting your phone in the other room, turning off your Wi-Fi, like really creating and cultivating your environment in advance to be as successful as possible when you are batch working. Yeah, I have so many things that I could say about productivity and batch working and focus work and all of that. But the one thing I'm going to throw in here as a last, you know, thought when it comes to removing distractions is studies have shown that every single time you're distracted by another task, every time you switch tasks, for example, if you're batch writing blog posts or something and you switch over to check your email because you saw that an email came through and then you go back to batch working or you pick up your phone because you saw a text and you don't even respond to the text. You just glance over at it and then go back to work. It takes your brain 20 minutes to click back in and engage with your task that you just left. So think about all the distractions that we handle in our day-to-day life, you know, checking our phone, oh, switching over to email really fast, just pulling up that one quick question on Google and then going back to our task. Every single time you switch tasks, it takes you 20 minutes to refocus. And 20 minutes with every distraction adds up to a massive amount of time we are wasting every single day just because we are getting distracted. So cut out those distractions as much as humanly possible and leave that space for yourself to fully focus and lock in on some deep batch work. And I promise your productivity will completely change. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. 
You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part, <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right. And then moving on to number three, the final tip to master your batch working, take breaks. Now, I know that might feel like, okay, wait, what? We're talking about working. Why are we talking about breaks? But studies have shown that the human brain can really only lock in or focus on one thing for a limited period of time. Now, for the average human, that usually is between 60 to 90 minutes tops. So when you're batch working, work for that length of time and then take those breaks. So the 90-20 rule is a great guide here. Work for 90 minutes, take 20 minutes off. Now, I want to talk specifically about what those breaks should look like because I think for a lot of people, we have this idea that, okay, you know, I'm working, I'm working, let me take a break. Oh, I'm just going to like scroll on Instagram for a little bit. But I'm here to tell you, cut that out Mm. (laughs) right now. That's a good word. (laughs) Breaks should look like a walk around the block, grabbing or making some lunch, doing some stretches in your living room or in your backyard or whatever, laying down, getting out into the grass or something and just laying down in the grass in the sun, talking to a friend, whatever. But breaks should not look like scrolling on your phone, watching a TV show, or honestly, anything to do with continuing to just sit in the same space and stare at another screen. Mm. I'll also say to bring a motherhood perspective into this, we, as like Eloise, my daughter is growing, we want to be really careful to not let her view technology as like entertainment, mainly because we want to try to go as screen-free as possible with her, which is really hard. And you feel like a hypocrite when you're 
a, when your job requires you to be on a screen all day. And so I love that tip, Evie, because when you view screen time as just work, like that's purely work and not rest and not breaks as not, you know, just like when you shut off work, you don't go immediately to your phone or you don't immediately go to Netflix. I think that from just a motherhood perspective, even is teaching your kids that like, we don't have to just like scroll mindlessly on our phone and that's entertainment, or we don't have to sit mindlessly and watching Netflix. And not that Netflix is bad. I'm not trying to harp on Netflix that much or anything like that. But I think that there is something huge to be said about that is rest and breaks should be non-screens. Like, cause your brain doesn't actually rest and take the break that it needs when it's looking at a screen or when it's scrolling on Instagram. Like you think that's a break because it's quote unquote fun, but it's not actually fun for your body. <laughs> that sounded mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> it's, it's true. I mean, there's, there's a time and a place for screens to be, you know, relaxing and, and breaks in entertainment. I'm not saying there isn't, but during your work day, And when you're really trying to be productive, that is not the time and space for that to be a break because it's not giving your brain that ability to actually reset and recharge. You need to not only give your brain that opportunity to experience something different and get inspired and recharge, but also your eyes need a break. I just think it's so important that we pay attention to giving our brain and our eyes breaks from the constant screen time that we have to deal with, especially as entrepreneurs and people who just spend a lot of time working on our screens to make sure that those breaks don't involve those as much as possible. Nature is such a powerful way to recharge and energize your brain. There are so many studies backing this as well of, you know, how our brain reacts to being outside and in nature and, you know, feet in the grass, feet in the sand, feet in the dirt. Uh, There's just such an incredible rejuvenation power within nature and fresh air. So as much as possible, get outside, take a walk, move your body get a healthy snack, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be outside every single time, especially if you're in the Midwest in the dead of winter. I understand your pain. Um, But sitting in front of a screen without moving is not considered a break. So avoid that as much as possible. Mm, That's so good. Okay, so the three ways to master batch working that we covered. Number one was time blocking. So making sure that you're dedicating certain chunks of time to strictly one task. And you can schedule that in advance, but making sure you're really doing that and focusing on one task in and of itself. Um, Just like how we batch podcasts on Monday, similar concept. Number two, remove all distractions. You will not be successful at batch working or even time blocking if you are not in a, in a very focused environment. So whether that's your housework or just the mess in your house or whether that's your kids or whether that's your phone notification or your computer notification going off every two seconds with the ping and the ding, it's going to be distracting. So remove all of those distractions when you're batch working. And then number three, remember when batch working to take breaks. So whether that's the work for 90 minutes, take a 20 minute break and keep going like that, or take a day break, whatever, take breaks. You need it. Your body needs it. And when you do take those breaks, make sure it's not a screen so that you're not just continuing your work day in just a different way that kind of seems like it's not work, but it kind of is. It's just, yeah, don't do that. Get outside, get in nature, <laughs> put your feet in the mud, uh, but then maybe go, you know, rinse those off. Whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rinse those off. I love it. It's so good. 
Well, I hope this episode converted you from a multi-tab, brain running a mile a minute kind of person to a systemized, intentional batch worker. I promise if you utilize the tools and tips that we gave you today, your productivity will go through the roof. You will Mm -hmm. see results in your business and in your life. Lindsay and I both used to work, you know, 15 plus hour days, you know, five to six plus days a week. And we get more done now working way less hours, way less days a week, taking more time off because we are utilizing batch working and intentional focused productivity. So I promise you will get more done and batch working is a game changer. So we hope this is helpful. We can't wait to see you kicking butt and watching the needle just move forward in your business based on this episode. If you loved it and want to let us know, that would mean oh so much to us. We love hearing from you. So screenshot this episode, share it on your social media. Be sure to tag us at Mrs. Lindsay Roman at the Heart University and at Evie Rupp. And if we want to be a part of an incredible community, we would love to have you in our Heart and Hustle Facebook group. It is such a fun gang over there. So come on and join the squad. We'd love to have you. And (laughs) And if you want your opinion, if you want your opinion to be put into a future episode, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, then that is where we pull our audience. So that's the place to be. Yes. All right. Now we are cheering you on. We hope you go and kick some butt with your batch working this week or next, whenever you start implementing it. And in the meantime, we're here cheering you on and in your corner all the way. 